Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Believe in Arizona Football podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in our team. Do you believe? My name is Eddie Law, and of course, as always, my co-host, former Arizona Wildcats corner number five in your programs. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Shaquille Richardson. How's it going, man? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good, man. This game last night was insane. I mean, like, we needed a win. We needed a win real bad, and and we got it. So, um, just right off the top. We earned that win. We we earned that win for sure. Yeah, and I mean, it was all – it was mostly in the defense, but but, but let's let's talk about the star of the game. Now, first of all, the only reason Grant Gunnell started is because Khalil Tate out with an injury. The hamstring was bothering him. Couldn't – obviously, he had two weeks to deal with it and still couldn't play. And then uh, right. J.D. Taylor, running back, was out. So we had that running back committee thing. But the quarterback, Grant Gunnell, four-star quarterback recruit from Texas, he actually followed Sumlin here when uh, we took the job with Arizona. He, dude, 29 for 44, 352 yards, touchdown. And to me, biggest stat of the night, no turnovers. What did you think about that? Oh, uh, man, I thought he played great. It was, it was very, very positive to see, you know, a young quarterback come in with no experience, really. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying he lit it up, but – he lit it up as far as uh, leading the team and getting that win and doing all the things that he needed to do. That was great. Yeah, I mean, look, he, I mean, for, for a young guy, for for first start, right? I mean, Khalil Tate, he's, he's a veteran, obviously. He's been there in his entire career. And um, for Gunnar to come in and play as well as he did, and we were talking about this for a tiny bit before the, before we started the, the show, but, I mean, who who do you start next week? Let's say Khalil Tate is clear to play. I mean, who, who <laughs> you're, you're, you're Sumlin, man. You're, you're in his shoes for right now. Who are you starting? Uh, well, you got to ride the momentum. I would start getting ill again. Uh, you got to see where Khalil Tate's injury, injury is and his health and his progress as far as his body. But don't rush him, of course, because you got uh, some good things going with the young quarterback. Uh, we were running the ball great. I don't even think they changed the offense too much. I think, you know, Tate and Ganell just have different skill sets. Um, they, they had a little design, a couple design runs in there still from, you know, the offensive scheme and everything. And the the read option and the triple option pass, you know, the offense looked the same as far as the play calling. I think, uh, I think Gunnell just handled it really well for his first start. Yeah. His first series, man, he went three for five for 30 yards. I mean, obviously, and again, no interceptions. Like to me, that was just like what you want out of Gunnell, right? Kind of a game manager of sorts, right? He didn't throw four touchdowns or anything. He kind of took what the defense gave him. It was, uh, it was, it was really, really nice. Um, as far as, 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 uh, as Gunnell was concerned now, Talking about uh, uh, one of the running backs, Bam Smith, Darius Smith. Dude, 99 yards yeah. receiving. He only oh, carried man. six times. And 99 yards receiving? Yeah, I mean. Hey, he really, I think he would have a 68-yard touchdown. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. He was, uh, he was in a pass game. He was in a run game. He was doing everything. And I, I like how they kept the backs fresh. You know, we had a, a few running backs kind of even, even the carries out. And they all, you know, had big runs, big times, moments in the game. I think I'm just proud of our team, man. Really, I'm just proud of uh, the offense, how they, how they uh, came together and got this win. It's a tough win. I know they had injuries on the other side of the ball, too, but they came in and uh, got that win out the dirt, and I respect that a lot. Oh, for sure, man. As far as as uh, the receiving stats are concerned, obviously, Darius Smith, 99 yards and that one touchdown. But, you know, Grant really spread the ball around really well. I mean, three catches for, for Cedric Peterson for 44. Brian Castillo got seven for 44. Jameer Joyner, three for 38. I mean, he's very, very evened out. The only right. you know, big stat pops out is, is Bam Smith. So um, right. pretty, pretty clean. Now, you're talking about injuries for the other side. 
and, and it was it was surprising. Third, later in the third quarter. Now, first of all, Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson, or everyone talk, calls him DTR. He uh, he went for 180, a touchdown and a pick, um, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But third quarter, he goes out, foot ankle injury, and in comes in Austin Burton. Now, what did you think when you saw him go down? Playing field is fair now, but uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought I thought Arizona was doing good uh, before he even got hurt. You know, we were in it. We had turnover already. Uh, you know, our defense is big on turnovers. Um, I thought we were doing good while he was in the game, and the young quarterback came in, and he didn't do bad either on their side. I think sometimes that dynamic of a young quarterback not really being prepared during the week, not expecting to play, they come in without any, uh, like, uh, too much expectation. It's kind of like, a, you know, they're not they're not um, expected to win anyway, so they're comfortable, you know. They just come in and be a little bit more free, and they get to make plays and decisions that, that won't necessarily get a lot of scrutiny because they're so young. I think both quarterbacks uh, in that game got that got that uh, benefit and did well. We got the win, though. Right, right. And, and that's really end of the day. That's all that counts, man. Like, right, right. It's getting exactly. the W. But um, with uh, with I mean, with both guys, especially with Gennell, they kept the offense pretty simple. It seemed like, like you said, they didn't change very much. But there was nothing too complex about it, right? They, I mean, it's almost like they told him, like, look, if you can't get any of the slant passes or any of the other, you know, the, the receivers out for you know for, for for big gains, just dump it down to Bam and let him make a play, and he did that quite a bit. Yeah, that's a testament to the coaching staff and um, Coach Sumlin because you know to have uh, that kid prepared and calling the right plays that he know work for him. That's why the, the, the dynamic you told me about with them uh, with him following us following something in Arizona, mm-hmm. I think I like that relationship because, you know, I think they might uh, see eye to eye as far as offense is concerned and how to read the defense and where to put the ball. It's not that, it's not that, uh, it's not that hard. I wouldn't say it's not that hard because playing quarterback is very hard, but if you simplify it, you know, you can be successful. And I like this, I like this combination right here. I think that opens up our uh, pass game a lot more than it was before. And of course we still ran the ball well. I think uh, we still have to establish the run. I think we had a bunch of big runs. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think this is going to be good for us moving forward. Right. It it, it looked really nice. And, you know, like during the game, I, I like to take notes, uh, you know, per like per quarter or so. And then, you know, in the first quarter talking about like I like I'm a big fan of adjustments. Right. When co- when the coaching staff can make adjustments in the middle of the game, right. it right. looks really good. So um, one of the things I wrote down that that that, you know, really stood out to me was that Gannell kind of stared on his receivers because he actually had a couple passes batted down. Right. Mm-hmm. And you would think at six six or six seven, I don't know how tall he is. I mean, he's pretty tall that he'd be yeah. able to see these, you know, these defensive ends and these linebackers getting ready to block his passes. But they were just staring at his eyes. So, but he didn't do very much of that after that first quarter. He did. He was pretty solid. Yeah, he had to warm up. You know, that's the first quarter, his first start. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, honestly, to me, it looked like they've been preparing all week or for the last two weeks for him to come in and play. They probably told us, you know, very late. But I think uh, I think they were ready for it because how he just came in there. You know, got the jitters out and got that win. Most, most importantly, I think uh, they they were focusing on that all week. They right, right. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure when Tate got hurt, but like what time during the bye week? Which honestly, he shouldn't have got hurt during the bye week anyway. It should be uh, smarter than that. You know, as far as taking care of your body and protecting the players. But uh, I don't know. I like I like Ganell. He played well. Yeah, and, and and again, big to me one of the biggest things: no turnovers, and he's healthy. <laughs> we just we don't we love healthy, healthy quarterbacks. Right. And Cleo comes back healthy is going to be probably a kind of a, a battle during practice. To see who gets to start. Um, Ballot or yeah, battle. And I would I would honestly do a maybe a two quarterback type system. You know, um, Cleo takes explosiveness, something that you cannot keep off the field. Uh, but a young quarterback coming in there and uh, 
showing that he could be the future of the team, uh, I think you might as well use both. You know, Tate's mm-hmm. a good quarterback. If, if you want to do like a three running back type system or a running type quarterback, you know, wildcat type offense, but still have the opportunity to pass over the top, I'm not sure how they'll be able to handle um, a two quarterback system, but it'd be very dangerous. Sure. Right, right. It's it's one of those things where the defense won't know who to expect in there, right? Like I know they don't do it much in the pros yeah, at all. Yeah, a lot. You got a lot to prepare for. A lot more to prepare for. It might a lot a lot of things that you might not even need during the game that you prepare for during the week. You know, so if you're game planning for a game and you're game planning for a Tate all week, and then next thing you know, you have a you have a Gunnell come in. It's like, oh dang, we weren't even prepared for Gunnell. Mm-hmm. But then when you when you bring them both back and they're both healthy, and let's say we go with let's say we go with Tate and they've been preparing for Gunnell all week, then then Tate comes out. Oh, we we wasted our time preparing for Gunnell. Mm-hmm. We should have been preparing for Tate, you know. And it can just go back and forth. They're gonna have to waste time somewhere preparing for uh for something that they're not gonna eventually use during the week. And that's a that's a good a good weapon for us. Imagine they can actually make that work, though, right? The two-quarterback system. It's difficult to do, but, I mean, someone can pull that off. He's, he's got experience with plenty of different kind of quarterbacks. So that'd be really yeah, nice we'll, to see. We'll see. We'll see. Or maybe somebody just runs away with it, you know? Might as well. I mean, Gunnell's young. What year is Tate? Is he a junior or senior? I think Tate's a senior, yeah. I think he's done. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, well, let's see. We'll see what he does with this, uh, with this last season. Right, right. All right. So let's uh, let's talk defense before we get into the the, the end of the Ooh, game, the, the crazy things. I mean, wow, schooler, yes, schooler. Like, <laughs> dude, what'd you think about it? Because I mean, I the last week the defense was like the last week the defense was kind of like oh Jesus. Or no, the, that the, the was last, just last week. That yeah, was just last week. Remember, I told you uh, Arizona defense had a lot of potential, mm-hmm. made a lot of big plays. I seen those big plays coming, and we eliminated a lot of our big plays that that plagued us uh, the week before. And we came out balling. We got another turnover. Uh, Burns got another pick. Schooler was all over the field with tackles, TFLs, third down stops, everything. We uh we played really very good as defense. Even um even our fundamental plays like uh like just normal PBUs, you know, catch tackle, you know, pass breakups, tackle tackling, uh tackles behind the line of scrimmage, some quarterback pressure and things like that. Like all the mm-hmm. fundamental things that you need as a defense, we really stepped up and did that. So I'm really proud of them for sure. Right now that that was that was that was great. I mean, even you know, once we got past that first quarter of letting DTR run like just run silly, just whenever he wanted to. Once we actually like honed in on him a little bit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there was not much you could do. Yeah, he had a couple of big runs though. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think we do got to stop the run a little better. You know, the fundamental runs. Um, I was looking at our defense. We got a lot of one gap system. You know, it was, it was a couple of big holes in our uh, D line and our in our front seven that it's like one guy coming from dead. Maybe we gotta recognize the run a little bit faster and get up there closer to the line of scrimmage so it's not as much space in in the holes, you know, as they're running. But they stepped up. They stepped up. Even though we gave gave up a couple big runs and everything, and they held it down. This is what I'm most proud of. They held it down for when, like, um, they held it down for when they took the ball back and the offense couldn't get a touchdown. We were going field goal, field goal. Remember those first two, mm-hmm. two um, swan drivers, just field goals, and the defense didn't, you know, give up a big play or give up a touchdown to, to – um, they, they they gave the offense more time to you know get settled in and get more comfortable, so that was a good a uh, good thing for our defense to be able to work with the offense special teams too. It was great. We didn't they had a lot of big plays. You said they had a lot of big plays last week during special teams, but uh, they didn't this week. So testament to the coaching staff for preparing them and everything. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you mentioned Colin Schooler, man, the 13 tackles, two of them were for a loss. But just his impact overall on, like, third downs. Like, he was yeah. – it was almost like they were saying they, – they, they got tired of saying his name last night, man. Yeah, Every man. time. <laughs> That's how you want it. Big plays, big moments. He came to play today. I can't even uh, – I can't even knock anything he did. He showed up. He was running around the field. He was flying around, making tackles everywhere. You know, it was high energy. The whole defense played well, and he was uh, definitely a big part of it. Right, and then good to see. Right, right, and then Lorenzo Burns with that one interception, like you were saying, I, 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 I kind of harp on it a little bit. I'm like, all right, did you score off of it? But you made a good point. Just, <laughs> just get, just taking the ball away from them was enough. Right, exactly. You know, um, when you take it, when you take the ball away and the offense doesn't score, uh, you still go out there with that same confidence that you know, oh, we stopped you last time, we're gonna stop you again, and when we stop you again, our offense is gonna score next time. You know. So they just keep that energy up, and you can't control. When you play defense, you can't control what the offense does. You can just keep giving them as many opportunities as they can, and they'll come through. If you have confidence in them, you've been practicing with them all week, playing with them all season, just keep giving them the ball back, they'll score. You know, I think the team knows that. And uh, either way, they got to keep making plays, and that's exactly what they did. Right. All right, so end of the game. 40 seconds left on the clock. UCLA gets a, a 39-yard attempt, right? Right down the middle. Right, and everyone's you know getting upset already, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, they call a timeout. Someone yeah. calls a timeout. Ice is the kicker. Your thoughts right then and there, because then we get into like the most one of the most exciting like things that you can see in college football when you can't score a lot, a lot of a lot of points. If you can get the other kicker to go wide right, I mean, we would talk about for example those Miami teams of the '80s. I mean, how many times did Florida State kick wide right and wide left, and they had them all crazy? We finally get one right. of our own last night, thirty-nine yard attempt. What's your thoughts right after he called the timeout? I thought it was a great, a great timeout, great timing. You know, it is hard for them kickers. They get in their own head when it comes to kicking. It's a lot that goes on. You make it one time, you're like, all right, uh, I was perfect. I put it a little right, and it was perfect kick. So next time, you're going to pull it a little right again, but you pulled it too far. The kick guy kicked last time. That was a great timeout, great coaching. Um, you you got to make the you got to make the kid kick it twice for sure. You got to make it twice in a row. And that was a great job by uh, someone calling that timeout. And getting in that kid's head for real, getting that win. Right. So then they re-kick, right? The attempt, he kicks it wide right. And my yeah. favorite thing to see, if I'm not even if I'm at the game, but like especially on TV, I love seeing the special teams that were there to block it, just mm-hmm. freaking out. Guys coming off the, the sideline, congr- you know, just uh-huh. jumping on each other. That was awesome. So we get this huge win. Yeah. I mean, I was I was charged up, man. What'd you think? I was charged up too. That was a huge win. I seen them um in the locker room. Jumping around, all <laughs> happy and excited. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a big win. You know, gotta get ready for next week. Don't get too excited. <laughs> One game at a time. Right. They got 24 hours for this game. They got 24 hours to be happy for this game. Then we on to the next. Right, right. They got today, and then tomorrow they gotta get back in the the film room. If not already today, but they gotta get back in the practice right. already on Monday. So um, yeah, we gotta close it. Close this game up. It's a big win. Gotta close it up and get ready for Colorado next week. Uh, but this was this was a big win for the team, especially uh like character building. There's t- there's games during the season to where you build character as a team. Losing your quarterback and starting running back and things like that that'll uh, bring out the true character of the team. So uh, I I think we have a lot of high character guys, high high competitive, um, you know, highly competitive players and coaches, and they didn't make any excuses uh, this week. And that was great to see. Right. So real quick, as as a defensive player. 
when your offense is struggling or, or the quarterback goes down, what goes on in that defensive, like with, you know, with the defense and their mindset? Like, like what exactly do you guys start thinking? Like, oh, we need to get the ball back or we got to score or what do, you, what, do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, all of the above. You got to get the ball back. You got to score. And you can't get discouraged if you give them the ball back and they don't do anything with it. So as a defense, you can only control your side of the ball. You can't control what's going on in the offense. If the game is going to be on your shoulders, that means the other team can't score. If your offense is struggling, that means the other team's offense needs to struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta be the yin to your offense's yang. If uh if if they need to turn over anything to the ball back or if they can't drive to the field, that means you need to get them the ball closer to the field, close closer to the end zone. You need to be on their side of the fifty, you know? So it's 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 a mentality that you do have to set them up, you know, set the offense up to make it easier easier to score so they could uh, get in their groove, you know, see themselves going in the end zone or whatever the case may be. And just build some build some comfort and continuity uh, with the offense. It takes time with a young quarterback, but as far as on defense, you can't really get mad or get down that you know things aren't going well on offense. The only thing you can do is keep getting them the ball, keep getting stops, third down, put them in third down. The best the best thing about football or defense is when you put the other team in third down because the play calling you know it gets a little more predictable. You know down the distance, time, field location, all those type of things come into play, so you can kind of determine what kind of plays are coming at you. So if you get the team in third down, you'll, you'll have a better success. All right. So, right. So, all right. So this is my first thought right after the game was, man, this might be the quietest three and one that like we've ever been. Like no one's talking about us. Nobody's talking about us, man. It's all right. It's early. It's early. Don't even worry about that. It's early. You know, they got, it's preseason, a lot of preseason hype. You know, we had a quarterback change, something. We came out and lost that first big game. So, I think we're just gonna keep going under the radar, radar, stacking these wins. And like when we get to when we get to a big game, like I know you're looking forward to Oregon, and we're mm-hmm. you know, you know, however many games and one loss or one or two losses, hopefully one. But then next thing you're gonna know, we're gonna have a huge game and then jump super high into the rankings. So we just gotta make sure we come out and be ready for those games and take one step at a time. You know, this next game is gonna put us to four and one. So I think we do one game at a time. All the hype and stuff, it'll come. Right, right. So, obviously, Pac-12 divided into two, like, kind of subdivisions of sorts. Uh, Arizona is tied for the lead, and the Pac-12 South, a 3-1, and one, one conference win, with the team we're playing next week, the Colorado Buffaloes. It's, it's, honestly, it's a huge game. Obviously, winner comes away with the, uh, with the lead in, the, in, in, the, in our, you know, little division here. Um, but we got to take on guys like, you know, Steven Montez, the quarterback. He's thrown for 1,164 yards. Nine touchdowns, two interceptions on the season. Um, you know their run game is 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 you know not is not you know weak. Obviously, Alex Fontenot running. Uh, he's got six seven carries, two hundred ninety eight yards, four touchdowns. It's um it's it's a pretty solid you know team. And coming off of that win, they're coming off a win over ASU last week, right? The thirty four thirty one win. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and and you know ASU, you know I, I believe they beat, right, right. ASU won last night, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I forgot who they beat, right? Yeah, but uh, they um they coming off that one over ASU, and so now I mean if we win this game, we kind of take that shine off of both of those teams, I think. Yeah, I mean you know ASU, we can save them for for uh, yeah. for the end, of, the end of the season because you know all bets are off when it comes to the territorial cover. No matter if you're zero and twelve or twelve and zero, you know you can still lose that last game. But uh, yeah, we do need to take some sign off of Colorado. We need to take some sign off of all these teams that are winning. That's why I, I kind of want you as a, as a team. 
You want to be ready for all matchups. So you want um, the opponents to win games and get as much hype. So when you knock them down, you know, you get that much more respect for them. So um, I think uh, we do got to win this next week and gain first in the South. And it's still early, though. You know, it's a long season. It's just one game. If you take it one step at a time, like I keep saying, mm-hmm. then uh, you'll see the rankings and, and the respect climb up slowly but surely. It got to be slow but sure. If you come out and you – get too big-headed or get too far ahead of yourself thinking down the line, oh, we're going to be ranked or right. we're going to the championship too early. You know, that's where you slip up on a game that you should win. And every game is important in college football, football period. Not not, not a lot of games, so got to take advantage of every single one. Right, right. So Montez, the quarterback for Colorado, he's he's pretty good at taking care of the ball. Only two interceptions on the year. Not sure. We're only like four weeks in, but four or five weeks in. But only two interceptions on the year. We're talking Burns. We're talking Whitaker's got to be in this game. A lot of interceptions. We, yeah, I mean, we, I think, I'm pretty sure we're still leading the, the nation in, you know, in, in turnovers. So we got to keep that up, especially against Colorado. Ace, you couldn't do it. There's no way we, yeah. that, you know, we're capable and we're equipped to do it. No, we will. I think we will. I think, uh, I think that's fundamental in our defense as far as getting the ball back for real. And uh, as far as picks, fumble recoveries, everything, I think it's fundamental. It's taught. Clearly it's taught and it's uh, executed during the week. And you guys give a, a testament to that coaching staff for the consistency, you know, of the turnover ratio. Uh, we didn't have any turnovers, and we had a turnover. So, and we're high in the turnover ratio. I think that's, a, like I said, a testament to the coaching staff. They're focusing on it, and they know how to get the turnovers, how to prepare during the week to get turnovers during the game. And we got some talented players. Got to be able to catch the ball. Got to be able to execute. And that's exactly what they're doing. Even, you know, when they're not in position to get the pick, it's still a strong PBU pass breakup. I don't think we had any big plays in the past game last week, which uh, I talked about. I talked about. Um, I talked about the week before last mm-hmm. about not giving up uh, as many big plays, and I don't think we had any big plays as far as I remember. So defense is balling. On offense, we got to figure out what we're gonna do. Right, right. I mean, especially with with the quarterbacks, the dual quarterbacks, and all that. I, right. I'm, the more you, and the more you talked about that, the more I'm starting to like the idea. It's like who's coming in? Khalil is coming in, or you know, is Grant coming in? It's you know I'm 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 pretty sure Colorado's gonna be you know trying to see if we uh, if if someone updates that injury report on Khalil, see who they're gonna have to prepare for. They're gonna have to prepare for both players, especially if you play it the right way. With um you know the you don't have to you don't have to say anything as far as as far as the other team needs to know. Both quarterbacks are healthy and we'll try both both will play. <laughs> as mm-hmm. far as uh as far as you know Colorado's concerned, that's what they need to believe. So they can waste as much, as many, as many periods during the week and practice that they want to uh, waste on one of the quarterbacks or the other, because they're not going to be able to use all the information that they're going to prepare for. Mm-hmm. It's just too much, and then we're going to hit them one way, then hit them a different way, and then we're going to score 100 points. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We make it look like like Madden on rookie right here. Exactly. Exactly. Oh all man, right. I, I, we woke up. He woke. No, uh, Gannell woke up our. Uh, our receivers too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the receive, receiving stats for us was was, uh, was solid. I mean, you know, Brian Castillo did a five catch of thirty nine yards, and and again, you know, Bam Smith, Bam Smith was just the man last night. He was all he's over the a place. Weapon, and he's a weapon. I see him. Uh, gonna, he's going to be a weapon on the next level too, as far as his catching, his catching ability, his, his running ability. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a a great weapon um, on the next level. Uh, and for our team, is he a freshman? He's a freshman too, isn't he? Yeah, he's young. He's young. I'm not sure exactly oh, what he man. is, but he's but young. And... Catch, catching the ball like that out of the backfield, um, coaches love that. I'm just saying, you know, mismatches right. and everything. 
a great for a running back. Right, especially great for for you know a young quarterback that hasn't doesn't have you know, any starts under his belt except for this one. Right. You know, it's nice to be like, hey, look, if, if I get in trouble, I'm, I'm looking at you. And I'm sure Bam was like, right. yes, please, all day, give me everything. Right. And he might bust. He might bust a long run, bust a long pass. So that was great for uh. Oh, they did that. Um, what was that? A, a wheel route? That that wheel route was mm-hmm. great play calling for the quarterback. Give give the quarterback a nice, easy read gonna be wide open that was all on the play call and that was the first touchdown his only touchdown really so that was all testament to uh coach Sumner, whoever calls the plays up there mm-hmm. calling that simple simple play schemed it up perfectly to get a wide open touchdown get the quarterback comfortable get the team happy and excited that was a great job by the coaches calling that play that was a great call right that was a great like this this, this play design i mean he smith was talking exactly. about after the game talking about his job was to run the wheel route and he beat the line and beat the linebacker that's on him and mm-hmm. he did. And that was his easy, nice little pitch and catch for Grant. Got the exactly. touchdown for that. Exactly. Get comfortable. Get your first touchdown out of the way. Now let's go, you know, win this game. And that was uh, great to see. I, like I said, that was great for the coaches. The coaches had to call that play to get something nice and easy like a layup. That's like, that's like designing a pick and roll layup in basketball. Right. You know, it's something very simple to get get the, the main player warmed up. That's what, that's what he did right there. Right, right. And and you were talking about something in the coaching, you know, the coaching stuff and all that. Every time after a loss, like, yeah, the players, you know, they get the, they get enough, you know, grief on that. But but uh, the, the coaching staff, I mean, it, it all, you know, Buck stops with the, with the head coach, right? Someone's getting questioned by fans and media and, you know, everybody's going like, you know, maybe yeah. someone's done. I mean, look, I, I, I like to watch social media during the games. And I know mm-hmm. players, players sometimes do. I'm, I'm assuming they, they, they shouldn't really, but you know, I like to watch social media during games. And, man, you can see, like, someone was getting, you know, dragged all over the place in the last, you know, in the last uh, few weeks. And then, you know, today with plays like that and the timeout at the end, I mean, someone looks like, uh, you know, he's, he, he looks like a, a fresh uh, batch of flowers now, right? Yeah, he does. And the, and the coach on the other side was looking a little bit confused as to what was going on. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that last week. Um, it, was, it was a lot of uh, – it was, it was definitely two sides of a coin, you know. When you when you see both coaches during that game, and I'm glad that Arizona had what it took to make the right plays and make the right calls and win this game. That was a close game, man. Mitch Bogle. I think we would have won in overtime either way, but uh, it's glad to get out there during regulation and get out. You know, get them get them closed down at the end of 60 minutes. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a beautiful thing to see, honestly. And, and you do want to see when you see your football team closing out games, right? This is full, you know, full time games and all that. It's always nice to see, and, and it actually yeah. translates wins. Exactly. Remember, uh, I, t- I told you last week that uh, whoever's going to come through in the late, the late game, the late, mm-hmm. the late fourth quarter, you know, is going to be uh, very influential to this win. Uh, UCLA went up. They went up in the fourth quarter, didn't they? He was like yep. five minutes or so left. Yeah, and then and uh, uh, Gary went in there with a touchdown, ran it in. Exactly. Ten, it was a ten-yard touchdown, right? Yep. Yep. That was that was a great run. That, that whole drive, it just went all the way down the field and ran the ball. On the end zone. That's a great drive. That's a great play calling. That's keeping it real simple for the offense and mm-hmm. not not don't panic. You know we've been here before. Even though we haven't been here before, act like you've been here before. Mm-hmm. Relax. Everybody stay calm. Let's go down the field and get this win. I like that. Yep. Yep. All right. So now we're looking at Colorado next week. Um, just folks, if you don't know, it's obviously October fifth. It's at one thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time or Pacific Time at the, at the moment. So make sure you check uh, your local listings to see where that game's going to be. Usually, it's like you know a local channel or, or the uh, the Pac twelve network or whatever they got going on. So, but you know when you're not like a high ranked team, you got to check every week to make sure. 
So make <laughs> yeah. sure folks that y'all do that. Um, real quick, as you mentioned, they want to give these guys a shout out. The, the uh, Believe in LA Football podcast had you on last week. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Ryan and, and Talon for having, uh, having uh, uh, my boy Shaq on there. Yeah, um, what's up, Ryan? What's up, Talon? Appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate that, fellas. Make sure you all check that out, especially if you're an L.A. football uh, fan and all that. I mean, obviously, got plenty of teams out in L.A., so, you know, they they uh, they got a lot to cover. But, um, yeah. obviously, we'll be back. So, uh, make sure you uh, follow. Shaq, what's your uh, social media again? Uh, social media, Instagram, dreamsareforreal.us, uh, or you can follow my personal Instagram at dr4 underscore unruly. Yeah, give me a follow, shout me out, tag me, whatever. All right. Um, folks, don't forget that you can find us anywhere. I mean, literally anywhere. You know, if you, if you enjoy the show, first of all, please help us out. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes and leave us a rating please, if you'd please. be so kind. Yeah. And uh, we are available on your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, which is basically everything. So, I mean, you, can, you just literally have to go everything. online. Yeah, exactly. We're everywhere. Like, you can't miss us. We're looking for you. All right. <laughs> All right. You can find our podcast at Believe.com. Of course, Believe's Twitter is at Believe Podcasts on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you got. Shout out to Believe. Shout out to Believe. That's right. That's right. Look, man, we we got a reason to believe, folks. You guys watched last night. Back a quarterback. First start. All right. Everything looks down, and all of a sudden, we pull it off at the end. It's going to be cardiac Wildcats possibly the rest of the season. But, (laughs) hey, man, look, if you don't feel like you're having a hard time during the game, it's not fun. So I like right. blowouts like everybody else, but these close games keep you alive. Yeah, and it, and it shows true character. 100%. 100%. All right, folks, follow me on Twitter at Elaw32. Thank you for believing. We'll see you guys next time. Go Wildcats. All right, go Wildcats. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.